After we've had a whole Masechta discussing tragedies and fasting, after the previous Mishnah which discussed Tisha B'Av, the most tragic day of the entire year, the Masechta ends off with the Mishim Gamliel telling us that there were no greater or happier days for the Jewish people. Like the 15th of Av, known as Tub Av, and like the day of Yom Kippur. What was so happy about these days? So the Gemara lists a number of different things which happened on Tuba Av. One example is that every year during the 40 years during which the Jewish people traveled through the desert after the sin of the Miraglim, so every year on Tishbav they would dig graves for themselves, lie down in the graves, and then the next morning many of them would have died because of the sin of the Miraglim. Now in the 40th year, they lay down in the graves on Tishbav, but the next morning, everybody arose still alive. And so they thought that they may have miscalculated the date, perhaps they had got Rosh Chodesh wrong, and so the next night, they all laid dug graves again, they lay down in the graves, but again, in the morning, they, they awoke, and everyone was still alive. So the next night, they did the same thing, and the next night, until the 15th of Av, six days after Tishbav. On that night, the moon was a full moon, just like it is in the beginning, in the middle of every month. And so they realized that it had certainly already passed the ninth day of Av, and everybody was still alive. And that was a cause of joy. That's one of the things which happened on Tuba Av, as well as that, the tribe of Binyamin, who after a particular incident, all of the other tribes said that they would not marry any of their daughters into the tribe of Binyamin, and they would keep separate from the tribe of Binyamin. But after a while on Tuba'av, they retracted that decision, and the Jewish people were united once again. And there were any other such things which occurred, and because of that, it's considered one of the most joyous days of the entire year. Yom Kippur as well, because it's the day where we received our atonement, and where we got the Lucha, the second lot of Luchais, and really every single year Hashem does a major kindness for us, by forgiving our sins, after the original Yom Kippur, when the sin of the Egel Zahov was forgiven, so that is also considered to be one of the two most joyous days of the year. Now on these days, Shabohen b'nei Yerushalayim yoytzeis b'chleilovon, the young girls who are of maritable age, and lived in Yerushalayim, they would go out with white clothes. Sha'ulin, they would be borrowed. Everybody had to borrow their white clothes, and this was in order not to embarrass poor girls who couldn't necessarily afford a white dress, and they would be embarrassed to borrow one. But now that everybody had to borrow one, they would be saved from that embarrassment. And the reason why they were white clothes is to symbolize the purity, especially based on what they are going to do now. So they had to be borrowed in order not to embarrass those who wouldn't have white clothes. But since they were all borrowed, all of the clothes need to be dipped into a mikvah and purified, because since it's somebody else's dress, you don't know whether it had become Tomei or not. And so in order not to wear Tomei clothes, they would need to dip those clothes into a mikveh to purify them. And then, These young girls of Yerushalayim would go out and dance in the vineyards. What would they say? Bochor, young man, Lift up your eyes and see what you choose for yourself. There would be young boys there as well. But as symbolized by the white clothes, this was very much done with purity. As the girls would continue to say, 
Don't place your eyes and your focus on the external beauty. Rather, place your eyes on the family, on the good heritage which you may have. And then she quotes the Pasuk, Grace is false and beauty is vain. The main praise of a woman is her fear of Hashem. The Omer and the Pasuk says, Give her the fruit of her hands. And praise her in the gates about her deeds. The message being that... It's all about the woman's deeds and her fear of Hashem, but not about her beauty. The Chinu Omer and the Posuk similarly says, this is now no longer the girl speaking. It's the Mishnah ending off with the Posuk, Go out and see daughters of Yerushalayim. Go out and see the King Shlomo. And the Gemara explains this is referring to Hashem, known as Shlomo, which comes from the word Shalom, peace. Hashem is the master of all peace, but Atorah She'itrelo Imai, go and see the crown, which his mother crowned him with. This is a marshal for the Jewish people, crowning Hashem as it were. On the day of his wedding, and on the day of the rejoicing of his heart. And the mission explains, on his wedding day, this refers to the giving of the Torah on Yom Kippur, when you received the second lot of Luchais, which is the Torah we have now, and the day of his rejoicing of his heart, the Bin Bishamikdosh, that refers to the building of the Bishamikdosh during the times of Shlomer, the first Bishamikdosh was built on Yom Kippur. We see from this Mishnah the awesome closeness which we can achieve with Hashem through the Torah which was given on Yom Kippur and through the Beis HaMikdash which because right now we haven't got the Beis HaMikdash we lack that extra closeness to Hashem and so at the moment we can only get that via the other means, by the Torah but the Mishnah ends off that the Beis HaMikdash should be, be rebuilt quickly in our days so that we can achieve that extra closeness to Hashem Solik Maseches Tanis Mazeltov. Maseches Megillah. The focus of Maseches Megillah is in the main Megillas Esther, the Megillah which is read on Purim. Although much of the Maseches does go quite sidetracked to discuss the general laws of reading from the Torah, reading from the Megillah, various different Haftorahs, etc. Now, although the main miracle of Purim occurred on the 14th of Adar, and that is indeed the date of Purim in most places, the Pesach in the Megillah says, To establish these days of Purim in their times, in the plural. And that implies that there's not just only one date for Purim, but in different locations, the Yom Tov of Purim is celebrated on different days. And the obligation of Megillah and the other obligations of Purim apply on different days in different places. Now, in the city of Shusha, which was the capital of Ahasuerus' kingdom, the Jews were still fighting on the 14th of Adar, and so they only rested and celebrated on the 15th of Adar. And because of that, the Yom Tov of Purim was established in Shushan as being on the 15th of Adar, not on the 14th. Now, Shushan was surrounded by a wall, and because of that, the Chachom said that any city surrounded by a wall would celebrate Purim on the same day as Shushan. And again, that would be on the 15th of Adar, also known as Shushan Purim. However, during the time, during the story of Purim, Yerushalayim was not surrounded by a wall. Now, to have a special day for the Yom Tov, for the city of Shushan, and other cities surrounded by a wall, was considered a lack of respect towards the holy city of Yerushalayim. And because of that, instead of saying every city surrounded by a wall would celebrate Shushan Purim, the Chachom of the time said that any city which was surrounded by a wall during the times of Yeshua, when Eretz Yisrael was originally conquered, 
those cities would celebrate Shushan Purim, and that included Yerushalayim. So those are the two main dates of Purim, the 14th of Adar and the 15th of Adar. However, as we're going to see in the Kaling Mishnayis, depending on what day of the week the 14th of Adar fell, it could be that, that for certain people, they would read the Megillah even earlier than that. And this refers to people who lived in villages, they were often not so learned, many of them couldn't read, and in order to hear the Megillah, they would have to come to the towns, to the larger cities, in order to be able to hear the Megillah. Now, it was quite a long way to get to the city, and anyway, every Monday and Thursday, the people living in the village would travel to the city, because that's the day when the basin would sit and judge different cases. So they would any tra- anyway travel that long distance on Monday and Thursdays, and they would also sell food and water to the people living in the city. And so if, let's say, the 14th of Adar fell on a Tuesday, so after making that long journey to the city on Monday, they would need to go back all the way back to the city and back during the night and in the day because one has to hear the Megillah during the night and the day and this would be very difficult for them and because of that they were permitted to always read the Megillah on the Monday or the Thursday and the mission will explain all of the cases and first the mission introduces Megillah Nikis Ba'achadosar the Megillah could be read on the 11th of Adar Bishnei Asar on the 12th Bishnei Asar on the 13th Ba'arba Asar on the 14th like regular Ba'chamish Asar on the 15th Le'pachais not less meaning it would never be read before the 11th of Adar Ve'le'yoser and it could never be read more than that after the 15th of Adar How so? Karech Lamukof and Chomim Cities which were surrounded by a wall from the times of Yeshua. They read the Megillah on the 15th. Villages and large cities. They read on the 14th of Adar. However, as we explained, The villages during certain years would make their reading of the Megillah earlier to the Yom HaKanisa, to the day where they gather into the cities, namely Monday or Thursday. Mishnah Beis, Ketzad Hausa, how did this work? And the Mishnah goes through all of the possibilities of what day of the week the 14th of Adar falls. If the 14th of Adar falls on a Monday, then the villages and the large cities read on that day, on the 14th, and those cities which were surrounded by a wall from the times of Yeshua, they would read the next day. So on a day where the 14th falls on a Monday or a Thursday, there would be no difference between the villages and the larger cities. But if the 14th falls on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, those living in the villages would read it earlier on the Yomakanisa, which in this case would be a Monday. So depending on whether the 14th fell on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, those in the villages would read either on the 12th or the 13th of Adar. Those living in the large cities would read on that day on the 14th. And those living in the cities by the wall, they would read the next day on the 15th of Adar. If the 14th fell on a Thursday, so that's the same as if it fell on a Monday. Villages and large cities would read the Megillah on that day, and those surrounded by a wall would read the next day. If the 14th fell on a Friday, so the villages would read earlier on the Yomakanisa, in this case on on the Thursday. And in this case, those living in the large cities and those living in cities surrounded by a wall would read on that day on the 14th. Nobody would read on the 15th that year because the 15th was a Shabbos. And with Rabbonon, it's forbidden to read the Megillah on Shabbos in case one comes to carry it in a public domain. For example, if somebody doesn't know how to read a Megillah, 
So he'll go to somebody who does know how to and ask him to read his Megillah for him. We find a similar thing with regards to a lulav, for example, the Aramanim on Sukkot. It's forbidden to take them on Shabbos in case one comes to carry them in a public domain. So because of that, even those who would generally read on the 15th would read on the 14th. Cholio is for Shabbos. If the 14th of Adar fell on a Shabbos, so Kafarim, the villages certainly would read on the Thursday. But the Mishnah says that not only that, but Vayaris Gedolais, also the large cities, Makdim Vekoni Makanisa, they would read earlier on the Thursday. Even though I might have thought that those living in large cities should read on the Friday, at least as close as possible to the 14th, the Mishnah is teaching us that since anyway you're changing the date, and it's not going to be read on the 14th, so it's better that it's read on the same day as the villages, so there'll be more people reading the Megillah on the same day, and it will be done more in public, and the miracle will be publicized even more. But those cities which are surrounded by a wall, the Machar, they would do it the next day on the 15th of Adar as usual. Alright, and Cholio's Achar Shabbos. If the 14th fell on a Sunday, so this is the only case in which the Megillah could be read on the 11th of Adar. Those living in the villages would read earlier on the Makanisa on the Thursday, which that year would be the 11th of Adar. The large cities would read on that day, on the Sunday. And those surrounded by wool would read the next day on the 15th of Adar. So we've seen that large cities and villages have different laws. The question of our Mishnah is, what is considered to be a large city such that it will always have to read on the 14th of Adar and not be able to bring it earlier to the Monday or the Thursday? Any city in which there are 10 people who are found constantly in the shul or in the Besamedrash, either these were people who were supported by the community to learn, so they would learn Torah all day, or it was people who would sit in the shuls, always available there for a minion. But as it may, if there are enough people in the city, such that they have 10 fixed people who are there the whole time, that would be considered to be a big city, Pachs Mekan. But if there are less than 10 such people, Haizek Far, then it's considered to be a village who would be able to read on the Monday or the Thursday. Now we saw in the previous couple of Mishnayis that villages who read on the Monday or the Thursday, they would always read on the Monday or the Thursday before the 14th of Adar, but never the Monday or the Thursday after the 14th of Adar. But Elu Omru, with these things, they said, the Chachom said, We make it earlier rather than later. But the time of the wood of the Koranim, this is referring to the Korban Eitzim, which we learned about in Masechus Tanis, where various families who had the privilege of donating the wood used on the Mizbeach, and so on whatever day of the year that they would begin contributing the wood, they would bring Korbanus on that day, it would be a very joyous day for that family. But if that day falls on Shabbos, then instead of bringing the Korbanus and having that joyous day the previous day on the Friday, they would rather do so on the Sunday. Friday is still part of the previous family's contribution of wood. Their turn only begins on the Shabbos, and in this case on the Sunday. With Tishabov, also if Tishabov falls on a Shabbos, as well as most of the other fasts, which are for the sake of mourning, it's not appropriate to bring mourning earlier. So that's pushed off to the Sunday, the Chagiga. The Shalmei Chagiga, which is the korban, which everybody who comes up for the Shalosh Rugalim, for Pesach Shavuos or Sukkos, on the first day of the Yom Tov, they need to bring a korban Shalomim. But if the first day is a Shabbos, then they would bring it the next day. Since anyway, even during a year where it doesn't fall on a Shabbos, if one didn't manage to bring it on the first day, he can bring it on the next day. He's got seven more days to bring that carbon. And so if the first day falls on Shabbos, then certainly he would do it on the Sunday and not the previous day. 
the Hakel and Hakel. This is the event which occurs once every seven years on the night after the first day of Sukkot, following a Shemitah year. So everybody, there would be a mitzvah for everybody, men, women, children, to come to the Beis Hamikdash, where the king would read certain parts of the Torah to them. And since this was a mitzvah, even to bring their children along, so some of the children would need to be carried. But it's forbidden to carry through a public domain on Shabbos. And therefore, Hakel could not take place on Shabbos. So rather, it was done on the next day. There were also lots of other problems, for example, blowing the trumpets and other things which violated Shabbos in the procedure of Hakel, and therefore it is delayed to the Sunday. Ma'achrin, in all these cases, we delay it, we do not bring it earlier to before Shabbos. Now, it's important to note that all of the different dates which we've been discussing so far are all in terms of the mitzvah of Megillah. However, the other mitzvahs of Purim, they should still be done on the 14th of Adar. Except for those cities surrounded by a wall, they do everything on the 15th of Adar. But the villagers who are allowed to read the Megillah on an earlier date, that's only the Megillah, but for example, the Suda, the festive meal which one has to have, that still needs to be done on the 14th of Adar. And likewise, the mitzvah of Mishlach Monais also needs to be done on that day. So the date that they actually read the Megillah is not necessarily considered to be the Yom Tov of Purim. And therefore, even though the Chachom said that they should read the Megillah earlier and not later, it is permitted to deliver eulogies, speeches about people who had died, and it's permitted to fast on those earlier dates, because it's not considered Purim itself. However, one is able to fulfill the mitzvah of of giving gifts to the poor, even on that earlier date. Mishlach monos always have to be given on the same day as the meal is eaten. But Matanus Levyoinim, one can fulfill that mitzvah even on the earlier date. Now Rabbi Yehuda ends off the Mishnah by telling us that Omer Rabbi Yehuda Amosai said Rabbi Yehuda, when is all of this true? That the villagers can read on an earlier date? That's only Only in a place where their custom is to actually go into the cities every Monday and Thursday. And so to make them go back on the Tuesday, let's say, would be very difficult for them. But in a place where they do not generally go into the big cities on Monday and Thursday, and even those living in the villages can only read the Megillah in its correct time on the 14th of Adar, just like the regular cities.